Have you ever noticed how when God wants you to learn something that it comes to you in multiples? Maybe you hear a sermon on Sunday and then the key passage comes up again in your devotional reading and then you hear it quoted on K-Love Radio. Or maybe you are listening to something on a podcast and then a couple of weeks later you hear the same theme again and again. Well, I think God is doing that with us during this Encounter God Bible study. If you are joining us for the first time, my name is Lisa Pulliam, and I am the founder of More to Be and the creator of the Encounter God Bible Study, in which we are studying the names and the attributes of God in 2020. And so this uh, place that we find ourselves right now is week 26, and we are studying Messiah. It's kind of funny. It's the end of June or middle of June, uh, and we are usually studying Messiah and the coming of his birth at Christmas time. So we're kind of seasonally out of context, but I think it's a great time to kind of pause and reflect on this. And what's really interesting to me is that I'm learning so much as I go through this study that Messiah, when we find that in scripture, and we find that in this particular passage that we're looking at, Luke chapter 2, verse 11, and the CSB translation uses the expression Messiah the Lord. So the key verse is, Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you who is Messiah the Lord. And if you look up in Bible Gateway, Messiah the Lord, you will see that it comes up 71 times. One time in the Old Testament and 70 times in the New Testament. But if you go and look it up in blueletterbible.org and look for the original uh, Greek or Hebrew in this case, uh, or Greek or Hebrew, Old, Old Testament would be Hebrew, Greek would be New Testament in this case, uh, the word that's actually used is Savior. And Savior is the word we studied last week in the Encounter God Bible study. So I looked at this and I thought, oh no, Lord, how are we going to study this again? And then I had that thought as I started with, sometimes when God really wants to impress something on our hearts, he has us go back and focus on the principle again and again. And so to unpack this a little bit further, the other words synonymously used with Savior and Messiah would be defined as the Christ, uh, the Christos. Um, and in this case, uh, additional definitions are the deliverer and the preserver. I was going to say perseverer, which is not a word, but the preserver. And so again, I want to ask you this question, who is Jesus to you? What is your definition of his attribute and nature? And how has it shaped your faith and the way you practice your faith every day? Is God the, the God of our Father? Is God our Father and Lord and Savior and Redeemer and Friend? Is he the Messiah, the Deliverer, and the Preserver of our lives? Who is, who is Jesus to you? Who is God to you? And how does that manifest each and every day? I think this is so important because from a coaching perspective, I teach this one principle in the, the coach training class that we live out of the overflow of our core values and core beliefs. So we need to know what we think and why we think it. And we need to know what we value, what are our priorities and why we value them. And over our lifetime, our core beliefs and core values will change. As, as children, we are shaped, our values and our beliefs are shaped by our experiences, 
by the influences over us, by the dominant values and beliefs that have been impressed upon us through the schools we attend, through our, our church communities, through our athletic and art participation, and definitely through our family and our, our heritage, our cultural upbringing. But as we grow, we have the opportunity for those beliefs and values to be shaped anew, afresh. And, and that shaping happens when we get out of our comfortable places and our familiar places. We come up against other ways of thinking and other ways of living. And we come up against the truth of God's word and let that be our refining and defining of our beliefs and our values. And as you know, Michelle Loon, I'm sorry, her name is Michelle Van Loon, writes in Becoming Sage about these spiritual stages of development and how we move through these various stages, not necessarily based on age, but by experience as we move through these various stages of spiritual development. And when that happens, what we value and believe will also change to become more and more like what God says he values and he believes. And so what I want to leave you with in this week's study is the challenge to take the time to think about what you think and define what you value. You can find a core values assessment in the More To Be Sisterhood. There's a free assessment that you can download when you become a sisterhood member. And the advantage of becoming a member is you support the ministry of More To Be. You can also find a, a quick version of a values assessment in the Align Life Strategy Handbook. And you can grab that by just becoming a subscriber at More To Be and then work through that Align Life Strategy workbook. So either way, the resources are out there for you to grab. If you want and have the resources to support More To Be, join the Sisterhood. If you don't, and we understand that, then go ahead and grab the Align Life Strategy Handbook for free by becoming a More To Be subscriber. And then you can begin to do that values assessment. And as you do that values assessment, I want you to be thinking about how do these values line up with God's values for your life? Where do you need to make some shifts and changes in your priorities? Where do you need to make some shifts and changes in your beliefs? And so as you think about that, I want to look at this particular passage and see if you have a different takeaway. So, you know, this is familiar, especially at Christmas time. We're in Luke chapter 2. So uh, the passage begins with the birth of Jesus being announced and then picking up at verse 8. <clears throat> in the same region, the shepherds were staying out in the fields, keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you the good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior, capital Savior, was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in clothing and living in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So, we, we quote this, we sing this, we hear this at Christmas time. But where is the Messiah in your life today? 
Are you announcing that he has come? Do you believe that he has come? Do you believe that he is who you are living for? Your deliverer, the one who preserves your life. And if that is your foundational core belief, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, that he has secured a spot for you in eternity, that he loves you with an everlasting love, that his mercy and grace washes over you, that by his blood you have been forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future, that you could come before him as your Lord and Savior and say, I screwed up, I've sinned against you, I have not let the Holy Spirit control my actions or my tongue. I have not lived under the the leading of the Holy Spirit in terms of where I find temptation, where I seek control. God, forgive me. Wash me with your grace. Pour your spirit in me and let your spirit come forth. You know, we, we don't live in perfection apart from Jesus Christ. We live in progress in the pursuit of perfection in the goal towards eternity when Jesus will do his finishing work in us completely. But are we positioning ourselves today for that refinement to happen? And and what does that look like? It's going to be different for each one of us because the way he wants to refine us is unique to how he made us. Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knit us together in our mother's wombs. And he is shaping our lives to become more and more like him. And that transformation work happens through this daily encounter with God, where we come before him and say, this is what I want. And he says, this is what I want for you. And we say, this is what I'm struggling with. And and he says, this is how I'm working through you. And so I just encourage you to take this time when we're spending really a second week meditating on who our Messiah and Savior is to us and how he wants us to live for him and, and sit with that and really do the a self-awareness and the reflective work to give God the opportunity to change your thinking and change your living for his kingdom work to be accomplished in you and through you.